0: Welcome to another podcast by InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports, your home for Tar Heel football, basketball, and recruiting.
1: And Jonathan Siegel here with Don Callahan for the Inside Carolina weekly football recruiting podcast. Don got some news to talk about that's not really the best for Carolina fans, unfortunately. There's some rumors going about right now regarding UNC commit Peyton Wilson, four-star linebacker right here, basically in Carolina's backyard. And the rumor mill is churning right now that he's thinking about taking visits, possibly even official visits, to other schools. You're the recruiting expert here. So what's your take on on the situation as it stands
0: right now? Well, before I get to that, there is one other really kind of, I guess, unfortunate development also with Peyton that happened on Friday. He hurt his knee and then it turns out that he uh, tore his ACL. So his senior season is over and which uh, he had one more game left of the regular season. And then obviously the playoffs, however far Orange High School is going to make it. But in addition to that, that will mean that he won't be able to play in the Shrine Bowl, which he planned on playing in, and he was also selected to the U.S. Army All-American Bowl, so he won't be able to make it to that. But the news that you were referring to, the news that was kind of circulating about his intentions of officially visiting other schools, he informed the UNC coaches last week that that's what he was going to do. Reportedly, NC State and Notre Dame are, are two schools, and from what I'm hearing, are the only two schools that he's going to officially visit. And obviously he has his official visit to North Carolina, which will be in December. And then he'll enroll, hopefully, at North Carolina in January. So, yeah, so obviously that's not the type of news that the UNC coaches you know, wanted to hear.
1: Yeah, and I've got a couple of points that I wanted to talk about regarding this. The first one is Peyton talked with us on a podcast a couple weeks back. And for those that may have not listened to that, basically Peyton did tell us that he was thinking about doing some visits to some other schools. I think he has a good friend of his that's either committed to state or is being heavily recruited by state. Just real quick, what's that, that situation again, Don?
0: Yeah, just what he said and what you kind of said was that he has some friends who – who are being recruited by state and his? What he told us was that he intended on just kind of being there to support his his friend.
1: Well, actually, I was, I was trying to see if you remembered what the friend's name was because I don't recall that off the top of, of my head.
0: I don't. I don't even know if he mentioned the kid's name to be honest with you. I mean, he might have. I I don't have the greatest of memory. <laughs> I, I don't or, remember.
1: Well, my bottom line with that though was you know he told us that he'd be taking visits, but. He didn't say if they would be official visits or unofficial visits. I got the sense it was going to be more of the unofficial kind. So, my thought is with these rumors and reports coming out that he's going to be going to other schools, that would jive with what he told us. And I think that maybe it's a situation where he is going to be going there, but maybe not on fully official visits. But, you know, given how the recruiting world works, you know, it could be a situation where someone hears, oh, Peyton Wilson is going to be at NC State, like, for example, for the Clemson game this Saturday even. And that turns into quickly Peyton Wilson is taking an official visit to NC State when in reality he may just be going there just for the game and with some friends of his.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's possible, especially now that, you know a lot of this stuff was starting to kind of metastasize before he blew out his knee and now that he has the knee injury you know rehab is going to have to be in his schedule and i'm sure he's going to want to even though he's not going to be able to practice with his high school team he's going to want to be around his team and kind of help them as a leader and as maybe even like a like a coach so it's going to be interesting to see how that kind of factors with things i wouldn't be surprised if some of these visits are official but from everything I've heard, and and maybe I'm just being snowed over, I don't I don't want to say that they're not something to worry about because anytime anytime you have a commit, especially a high profile commit, visiting another school, that's it's always something to worry about. But it just sounds like it was more of, you know, just kind of enjoying the process, maybe just kind of double checking to make sure that you're set on your decision, especially since it's it's been so it's so close to when he's planning on enrolling in North Carolina and then also if you just look at what he's done you know this Saturday was the first UNC home game that he has missed all season long and that was because it was less than 24 hours after he tore his ACL so that's completely understandable that he doesn't want to be you know walking around campus and and you know standing on the sidelines and that sort of thing you know when really at that point they didn't know it was ACL so I'm sure his knee that you know the doctor's probably or the trainer probably told him to kind of let it rest until he was able to go go see a doctor and get it checked out and everything like that. So if you just look at that and he's been to everything else at North Carolina, so I just feel like it's more of him kind of just looking at certain things, not necessarily that he's looking around and doesn't have an interest in UNC. It's just kind of making sure that UNC is the right place for him. But like I said, anytime you have a commit, visit another school, it's something that you you do have to kind of worry about to some extent. Well, and I'm one of
1: those where I think there's a lot of angst over, you know, when you give a commitment, you're supposed to hold on to it and all of that. But at the end of the day, these are young kids that are making tremendously impactful decisions. And so, you know, if Peyton wants to look around, all right, I mean, that's certainly his purview. He He can do that at the at the end of the day it's up to the carolina staff in my opinion to make sure that they retain his commitment but yeah
0: yeah absolutely and the thing too is that you know i'm not a notre dame fan and if someone were to say okay we're going to give you an all expenses paid trip to notre dame or or really i mean a lot of schools um out there i would definitely jump on that in a heartbeat because i mean whether you love or hate Notre Dame, it's one of the, you know, it, it's college football royalty. So, I mean, if you're able to kind of go to South Bend and experience it and, you know, see the tradition there and everything like that, I mean, why not take it? You know? So, I, I mean, I definitely would if, if someone called me right this second and, and said, Hey, you want to go to Notre Dame and, and we're going to pay for your f- flight, pay for your lodging and, and Oh, we're going to give you the red carpet treatment. I, I mean, I definitely would, would do it also.
1: Yeah. And, you know, from those other schools perspectives, you know, who knows, maybe obviously they're they're trying to get the best recruits available. Peyton is a very high profile recruit. So for them, you know, they just want to get him on campus and see what happens. But my second point that I wanted to talk with you about, Don, regarding Peyton and, and the injury portion of this, which, like you mentioned, I mean, unfortunately, he did suffer that knee injury and he's going to be doing rehab. Peyton was, first off, he was going to be an early enrollee, right? Yes. So with him being an early enrollee, which means he basically would be on campus, we're almost in November now, so we're talking within three months. So do you think that the fact that Carolina does have some doctors, he obviously has a, a rapport with the UNC staff, do you think that that could also be something that he now has to think about is if he's an early enrollee UNC might be able to get a plan together for his rehab maybe a little bit quicker than other schools
0: oh yeah absolutely because it's it's so close like, especially for him more than anybody else because the the closest hospital for him if even if he was going to go to the hospital for something different if even if he wasn't a football player would probably be UNC hospital but Jonah Melton, who actually also blew out his knee, but he blew out his knee during, that was during the off-season prior to his senior season. He's actually really close with Peyton. He did a lot of his rehab at UNC with their doctors and everything. I wouldn't be surprised in the least. I actually fully expect that Peyton would be going to UNC for his rehab and for a lot of his checkups. And so, I mean, that that only plays into North Carolina's favor. Yeah, that's a very good point, Don, especially
1: bringing up Melton. That's an angle that I hadn't thought of before. So to switch gears a little bit and talk about an uncommitted prospect, Nick Fulwilder was the defensive end that visited campus over the weekend. He is the three-star recruit out of Georgia. He was in on an official visit. You just posted the story on insidecarolina.com on the tar pit premium message board about how that visit went and you know to kind of just give a brief preview for those that maybe are not subscribers it sounds as if things did go pretty well from a UNC perspective
0: oh yeah absolutely you know i hadn't spoken to him i guess i haven't spoken to him on the record since the summertime so I was really interested to see kind of just what was going on with his recruitment because prior to the season, he had it down to six schools. Now he's down to three. North Carolina is one of them. And he plans on officially visiting you know, the two other schools that, that made the, the cut for him before making a decision. But from everything that he said to me, he didn't say North Carolina was his leader, and he didn't say that he was intending on committing North Carolina or anything like that, but there was a whole lot of positive things that he said that you can kind of read between the lines by just kind of reading the quotes that he gave me following his official visit. Well, defensive
1: end is definitely a position of need, so I'm glad to hear that it sounds as if his visit went well. The other position of need that Carolina had a prospect on campus for is running back and the prospect I'm talking about is Devin Lawrence. We've brought up his name a ton during these podcasts, but it's for good reason. I mean, number one, Devin is a, you know, he's a solid recruit out of North Carolina's backyard. He's the brother of Dexter Lawrence, who's down at Clemson. His recruitment has kind of taken a turn here lately where it's it's just a positive sign after after a positive sign especially with him being on campus instead of visiting other schools so what's your take on his situation right now don
0: well devin mentioned to me that he will be making his college decision known following friday's game which happens to be probably the biggest one of the biggest games of the entire high school football season in north carolina with undefeated 10 and 0 Wake Forest High School, which is where Devin plays, and Heritage High School, which has a ton of really good Division One talent, including Joseph boba Battelli and Drake Thomas. Uh, their quarterback is committed to Duke. They have a running back committed to NC State. So following that game, Devin plans on making a verbal commitment. I think things look really good for North Carolina. He told us, a couple of weeks ago that he had narrowed his list down to North Carolina and UCLA. As far as I know, I don't believe he has taken a visit, let alone an official visit to UCLA, but has spent the past couple of weekends in Chapel Hill. So definitely seems kind of positive for North Carolina.
1: It's hard to view that situation as anything but positive from Carolina, to be frank, in, in my opinion. I mean, it's, you know, it's possible that Devin could still pick UCLA, Stranger things have definitely happened in the recruiting world, but I think this one is really trending towards UNC. So hopefully we'll get some good news then after his game on Friday.
0: Yeah, and I, and I think too is while everything definitely points towards North Carolina, I've been doing this a long time, so I've learned that you kind of have to expect the unexpected when it comes to recruiting sometimes. There have been guys who have officially visit, like if you remember Draney Boyd, back when he was recruited out of Ashbrook High School in Gastonia. He actually took, I believe he took four official visits, and North Carolina was not one of them, and he ended up committing to North Carolina. Now he ended up taking his official visit to UNC after he had made that decision, but he planned it out basically so that people would kind of think that he wasn't going to end up at North Carolina. Maybe Devin is trying to play some mind games with us. Who knows?
1: Yeah, we'll we'll just have to wait and see. That will do it for the first part of this podcast. In the second part, we are going to have Jordan Adams, the four-star wide receiver commit son of UNC's defensive line coach, Deke Adams. He's going to be joining us on the podcast, so we're going to get his thoughts on the season, talk with him about what contact he has with UNC's other commits. So definitely tune in for that one. But for right now, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And we're back. John Siegler here with Don Callahan, and as we mentioned during the first part of the podcast, we're now joined by Jordan Adams. Jordan
0: just wanted to say thanks a lot for coming on the podcast and talking with us.
2: No problem. Thanks for having me.
0: For those who follow inside Carolina, they know that Jordan is a four-star wide receiver from Green Hope High School, which is located in Cary, North Carolina. But he actually began his high school career at Blythewood in South Carolina. Scout has him as the 25th overall recruit in the entire nation, which I think is right outside the five-star range. Scout also has him as the number six wide receiver overall in the nation. He's a U.S. Army All-American. He was also selected to the Shrine Bowl and participated in the opening this past July, which is a pretty big accomplishment. Jordan, as everybody knows by now, your dad is Deke Adams, UNC's defensive line coach. I know that you and I have talked about it ad nauseum, but just for those who haven't heard your response, what was it like going through the process and continuing to go through the process, having a dad that not only is in the whole coaching, I guess, ecosystem, but it happens to be at one of the schools that you were strongly considering and ended up committing to?
2: It was pretty fun. I mean, he's never really seen the recruiting side from so this aspect, so he was really just sitting back and really just learning and seeing how things look from this side of the table. But uh, through the whole recruiting process, he was just telling me that wherever I desire to go, wherever my heart feels like I should go, then he's there 100% to support me. So me choosing North Carolina, he was really happy, and he was just really glad that I chose that. They're near each other.
1: So when you were making the decision to commit to Carolina, Jordan, who were the other schools that were in your finalist list?
2: I had a top five list. It was North Carolina, Ohio State, LSU, Alabama, and Clemson. And then a few weeks before I made my final decision, I cut it down to top two, and it was Clemson and North Carolina.
1: So that's a list of basically who's who amongst college programs. Which you know, as Don mentioned, I mean, your accolades as a receiver are many, <laughs> so that shows how highly of a recruited of a recruited prospect you were. So at the end, though, given that Carolina was the school that you selected over those traditional football powers, what was it that drew you to Chapel Hill and led you to selecting UNC?
2: That was just my relationship with the coaches. Uh, Coach Brew and Coach Fedora, they always hit me up and things like that. And every time they did, the story never changed. They always told me that they wanted me in Chapel Hill and always told me I could play early and stuff like that. Same with Coach Fox at the baseball. And, I mean, i talked to schools, and every time i talked to them, the story changed. Something was different. But every time i talked to Coach Fedora and Coach Brew, And Coach Fox and all those guys, it was always the same thing. So that really stuck out to me.
0: And you mentioned Coach Brewer as being a big part of your decision. Everybody who I've ever spoken to about Coach Brewer, they they not only say positive things. I mean, everybody just always just seems to kind of light up and has some sort of crazy story about Coach Brewer and just just the sort of relationship they have with him. Could you kind of elaborate a little bit more? And just, you know, what type of person – is coach brewer
2: i mean he's very energetic i love coach brewer every time uh, we talk it's always something that can make me laugh and It's always something that make me smile and stuff like that but uh just the energy you bring to the table every time we see him it's, you have nothing but to get excited but uh, like i said coach brewer he's a great coach and every time i'm around him it's just fun to be around
1: and then talking about baseball, Jordan, you mentioned that you've also spoken with Coach Fox. So is that something that you're planning to do at Carolina?
2: Yes, sir.
1: Yep. And what position have they talked with you about as potentially playing?
2: they talked about center field, but i something finished has out trying to
0: All right. Is that where you, you play in high school now? Yes, sir. As I mentioned in my introduction, you participated in the opening in Oregon. What was that experience like, particularly because that was actually where you announced your commitment? So, for somebody who's never experienced, I guess they call it football heaven, what was that like? Mm-hmm.
2: It was fun to go out in Oregon. I mean, to go out there with the top president in the nation was really fun. And just my main goal going out there was to see how I uh, look compared to everyone. Because they are top 10 country and stuff like that. But the best thing really was just the gear. I think that's the best thing that everyone had out there. But it was fun to go out there for a week and play with a bunch of good players and make new friends.
1: And then now talking about the opening though, Jordan, another UNC commitment, Peyton Wilson, he was also there with you. And I don't know if you've seen this or not, but there are some reports circulating that Peyton might be taking some visits to other schools. Is that something that you talked with Peyton about?
2: Yeah, I've talked to him about it already. Uh, he's told me that he's still 100% at Tar Heel. He just wants to visit other schools just because, you know, he has free visits to take and he wants to see other schools. Me personally, I'm not really interested in visiting other schools because I know that rumors and stuff like that like are going to start, and I just don't really feel like dealing with that headache. But hes I've talked to him, and I think he's, 100% too.
1: that's good to hear we've talked with a couple other commits one of them was jace reuter the quarterback commitment and he mentioned yeah. that you guys that are all currently committed to unc that you guys try to talk as much as possible so yeah. is that something that that you also participate in reaching out to the other commitments and trying to you know develop some relationships before you guys hit campus
2: yeah, we I mean we have a group Snapchat and a group text that we uh, talk in pretty often. So I think all of us have a established relationship right now and it's uh, getting better every day.
1: Then what about some uncommitted prospects? Do you guys also reach out to them?
2: Yeah, Coach Fedora and maybe our position coach text us every now and then, a player that we need to hit up and stuff like that, a player that we're trying to get. So once they do that we all just Send in the group chat. We all hit them up to show them that the love for North on and how we want them.
0: Now, as I also mentioned in my intro, you transferred to Green Hope this past off season. That's kind of got to be difficult for your, your senior season to be spending it with basically a different group of, of people, let alone teammates. What has that transition been like playing with a brand new group of players this season?
2: I mean the transition wasn't that bad just considering I used to live and carry my middle school year, so I had a bunch of friends that I had in middle school that are still here. But coming in as a senior, it was kind of confusing, I guess you could say, just because it was a new year and a new school. So I wasn't really, I didn't really know what to expect. But I mean coming to Green Hope, knowing that we could possibly have a really good team, it was really exciting too because. Kind of like if you're a senior then, I mean, you want to go out with a bang. So coming in and so seeing that we had a really good potential team it was really exciting.
0: Yeah, during your game on Friday, you had a very special visitor. Actually, probably wasn't – well, to you it probably wasn't a special visitor, but um, the visitor made a special entrance. Coach Fedora mm-hmm. attended your game via a helicopter. What's it like mm-hmm. to kind of be on the football field and then – and I'm sure it's difficult to i mean your focus on on the game itself and that's where your focus should be, but then you have this helicopter kind of circling around the stadium and and obviously landing pretty close by what What was that like for you?
2: that was really funny because me and one of my teammates Blake in number one we were just standing on the field and we saw a helicopter coming in, so we both looked up and was watching it, and then we saw everyone in the stands just turning around and stuff like that and get crazy and hype in the stands. So it was pretty exciting. But that just shows another reason why I chose Oklahoma because that shows the personality of Coach Fedora and how he uh, just likes doing big things and making the public eye towards him and showing how fun Oklahoma is.
0: For you, obviously, I know know you just kind of sort of touched on that, but how does it feel to know that the coaches? go to that extent to make sure that they are present for for your game?
2: It really shows how important I am towards them and stuff like that, but it also shows how fun they are in their personality-wise because, I mean, I don't hear about any other coaches helicoptering in in the country to watch a player play. But uh, Coach Fedora, I've heard that he loved it. My dad was on a, plane, or on a helicopter, and he said he loved it, and it wasn't as bad as he thought. But like I said, it was really fun seeing that come in and just knowing that it was them and for me.
1: So you mentioned that your dad didn't think it was as bad as he thought riding the helicopter. Is your dad not yeah. the big fan of, of flying Jordan?
2: Well, he, he didn't really know what to expect. He didn't know if it was going to be really high or stuff like that. But he said it was pretty cool going around, seeing everything. It was like just basically flying over a little map. So it wasn't really that bad like he thought.
1: And then just talking about high school real quick, Jordan, obviously this is your senior year. What's some of the memories that that you have of playing football that you have enjoyed the most?
2: Honestly, I have a lot of memories from high school football, but probably my most memorable one was last year, my junior year, first round of playoffs when I took the open kickoff back for a touchdown. And we beat the team that beat us the previous playoff year. And put us out in the playoffs, but we end up beating them first round and going in advance into the second round.
1: And then to go ahead and wrap this one up, Jordan, you mentioned earlier about how you keep in contact with the other UNC commits and you're one of the most active of that group on social media right now. And you know, Carolina's season has not been obviously what people are were hoping for coming into this year but you've still been very supportive on Twitter and things like that. So what's your mentality of being so vocal in support of the team and the program?
2: I mean, I get this question really a lot, but I tell people all the time that Carolina is really young in offense and defense, and we have no room but to get better. So the offense, like I said, is really young, and then we have a really good class, I think, coming in. And we're trying to make make up a really good twenty nineteen class coming in. So like Coach Fedor and Coach Brew and all the coaches tell us recruits that when we come in we need to be ready to play because we're young and it's an opportunity to play and we can also be really good while being young. So with us coming in young, it just gives us all room to mesh together and be really good in the future.
1: All right, Jordan. Well hey, thanks a lot for talking with this man.
0: I think that we'll go ahead and wrap this
1: one up. Don,
0: did you have anything else? No, I just wanted to thank Jordan for um, you know, taking time out of his day on, on his day off, which, which everybody who's gone to high school knows your day off is very valuable. Hmm. So I really appreciate you taking some time to uh, speak with us today.
2: There's no problem.
0: Thanks for listening to InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports, your home for Tar Heel football, basketball, and recruiting.